0: Hello, fellow gamers of the world and welcome to the multiplayer gaming podcast today is a bonus round of monday and we will be answering some very fun listener submitted questions in this episode i am your host paul and i need to introduce here two of my best friends and i'm going to hit you guys with some questions right off the bat first up we have josh what is the very first game you ever remember playing
1: oh that's easy it was pong Oh, pong, pong! also, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm old, <laughs> and then joining me and
0: Josh, we have Ryan now, Ryan, what console would you say is your all time favorite? ooh, that's a good one. um, and what's in contention i I assume p s two's in there, maybe maybe xbox three sixty yeah,
2: uh. For me it's probably going to be PS2 is my favorite yeah. that that load music
0: the you know that oh the Sony song yeah it takes me back instantly <laughs> <laughs> good answer all right. So fellas, we are doing a listener mailbag episode. We actually have not done one of these since October 2022. So it's definitely been a minute. We always love doing these listener submitted question episodes because it's a great way for us to engage with you guys. Uh, we always prefer answering questions that you guys are actually asking as opposed to us just, you know, making stuff up. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to submit questions for us to answer in, in pods like this in the future, you can always submit questions on socials everywhere at multiplayer pod. You can also join our free discord server. You can just click a link in the episode description. Uh, we post all kinds of updates and answer questions in discord. And also, if you want to even take the next step up from that, not only can you engage with us on socials and on discord, you can also sign up and support us on Patreon. If you do sign up, you can pledge starting at 5 bucks a month, and that's a way to help ensure that our show stays running. You can pledge for just a month, or you can stick around for a year or more. Regardless, we would be eternally grateful, and in return, you'll get two bonus episodes every month, along with ad-free episodes a day early. You can sign up for that at multiplayer squad.com. Now, guys, we do have two people that we do need to announce in regards to Patreon. We had one person sign up for the very first time with Rare status, and their name is Squid. So a very big thank you to Squid. And we also want to thank Grilled Chicken Man for bumping up their support from Rare to Epic. So thank you so much, Squid and Grilled Chicken Man. I'm hungry now. Killer name, by the way. That's a good name. <laughs> Which one? Squid <laughs> or Grilled Chicken Man? Both both, but Grilled Chicken Man is that's a good name. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we also want to say thank you to our other epic supporters, Ace of Shame, I Camp and Kill You, Drozlal, HG Knight, Casmon, Skippy, Michael the Butler, Yoda, Ramelia, and Master Wayne O One, and also legendary supporters Gaius214 and Red Letter 88. All right, let's get to our questions, guys. Historically, the way we've always done this is that we just take turns. We pick a question that we think would be fun to answer. Uh, We read it out loud, and then all three of us give our answers, and then we just keep going round-robin style until we run out of room. Sound good to you guys? Oh, yeah. All right, so we've got a lot of gaming questions. We also have some questions about our podcast, a couple questions about food. Some are about TV and movies. We'll try to focus mostly on gaming, food. but we'll also get into some other nonsense <laughs> as well. <laughs> you like the non-gaming questions the most, Ryan? Food, food, food. Food? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, how about we give you the honors? You want to pick the first question? Oh, my goodness. Okay.
2: Um, I, like, uh, I like Jake's question, actually. Uh, if you had to play 1v1 in a game, if you lose, you die. What game would you choose? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah.
1: Dude, I've waffled on this question because currently I would say Rocket League for me because I feel like I'm better than probably a good percentage of people out there. But then the other night I randomly joined a tournament Mm -hmm. and we won the whole stinking tournament. So it was me and two rando dudes. Oh, wow. We won the whole thing. And guys, I did absolutely nothing. I didn't look, a tournament is like, I don't know, 8 matches or or, or plus, you know uh-huh. what I mean? By the time you get to the semis and the finals and all that, I scored zero goals. Yeah. In 8 matches of Rocket League, I was oh. I was a rock around their neck and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, I literally apologized at the end and was just like, "I'm really sorry, guys." And it was like, "Dude, we won the championship." And I was like, "But I did nothing." So I don't know. Like, you know, you hit that slump. Um I you know, back in the day I'd say Street Fighter Two. I, I think I'm gonna go with Rocket League. If my life depended on it, I think I could pull that out.
0: I think out of like a thousand Rocket League players, you're probably better than like nine hundred and forty of them. Yes. Exactly. You just happened to play the other sixty yeah. <laughs> in that tournament. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What what's your answer for this?
2: Um so looking at this, uh I put I don't know how this qualifies but i put because i used to as a little kid because i was crazy i would sit and i'd run my own time trials on metal gear solid on the first level (laughs) the boat level yeah so i i would say that i would put myself up against anyone i mean i'd have to get back into form it's been a long time but if i could if i could do that again i would i could rip through that first level through you know like all the way through start to finish faster than i could even you know
0: it, 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 that's what i would do for sure okay i have a very stupid answer for this but it is going to be 3v th- i'm sorry 3v3 freestyle basketball uh very, i know that game there was very 20 goofy. people that played that game man. <laughs> <laughs> very small community <laughs> a very janky basketball game where you play 3v3 really bad mechanics you just had to like learn the goofy system. And once you figured that out, you could be really good. So I always played as like a seven foot female center. And I had that game on lockdown. Like I could grab every rebound. I could make every hook shot. If I had to bet my life, that's what I'm going to pick. And there's also a very high percentage that whoever I'm playing against has never heard of it. So (laughs) I I like my chances. (laughs)
1: Oh,
2: I'm so dumb. I should have picked you you know from first-hand experience paul the uh i think it was nhl 2k 9 or 2 O eight. i found that glitch yeah on the south side of the rink i could just do a little twitch 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 and then boom goal every time (laughs) that's when you
0: quit you rage quit and you wouldn't play anymore very true yep (laughs) i thought you might go with nhl i was a little surprised but the metal gear solid was on brand so i get it yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) all right let's pick our next question here josh your turn All right. I hope y'all did a little bit of research on this one, because I actually like this one. Um, Was the year 2000 better than 1990 or 2010 for gaming? And so, you know, obviously had to look up (laughs) the games that came out in each of those years. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that even though I'm the, the elder statesman of gaming amongst this bunch, 1990s out some, some really good games, secret of monkey Island, super Mario world, You know, Dr. uh, Mario, Dr. Yeah, right. You know, so it's like, okay, 1990, as much as I love my older guy games, that one's out of here. It's a bad year for
0: gaming. Honestly, it's not even close.
1: But then we get into 2000 versus 2010. And to give the listeners an idea, because, you know, hey, who knows what games are out? 2010 Mass Effect 2, God of War 3, Halo Reach, Heavy Rain, Alan Wake, Rock Band 3, Super Street Fighter 4, Red Dead Redemption. Super Mario Galaxy 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, Bioshock 2, uh, and then the list goes on and on and on. Sim 5, Fable 3, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and then they just kind of, you know, whatever, right?
0: It's an all-timer year. 2010 is without a doubt the answer.
1: It is a very good year. And then we have 2000, which is The Sims, Deuce X, Perfect Dark, Diablo 2, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Counter-Strike, Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Paper Mario, Command & Conquer, Red Alert, uh, and then again, they start to fall off here. Uh, Great games disagree- at the top. Agree with you, Paul. I'm going 2,000, man. Yep. Really? 100%. Both of you? Is it yeah. because
0: just those couple
1: at the top, like Diablo 2, is taking the cake for you? Uh for me, honestly, Deuce X is what did it for me. I don't know. Neither one of you probably ever played the original Deuce X, but I that did. game. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Dude, that game is the first game that I can remember that gave you the freedom of choice of how you want to tackle like a mission. It was it was so good, dude. It was absolutely legendary. So Deuce X and is seals it for me. Diablo 2, obviously, Counter-Strike. I played a lot of. Um, I did play some perfect dark. I don't like it as much as GoldenEye, but oh my I gosh, mean, it's get still, out of here. I know, I know, but I didn't play as much Perfect Dark either. So for me, uh, that's why I'm giving it to 2000. That's not to say that 2010 isn't phenomenal, but I'm going to edge it out with 2000.
2: Yeah, no, 2010 is absolutely amazing, but I already had all those games listed for 2000 and I put 2000 hands down because, I mean, Sims, I I. I played so much Sims at you know your <laughs> wife's house. Uh, yep. You know, growing up, every weekend I was there, and we'd all take turns. You know, setting got, timers. Yeah, setting timers <laughs> so nobody gotten mad. You know, Rosebud getting all the money and then stealing. I used to steal uh, uh, my cousin's uh, character. I'd marry her and then bring her to my house, and she gets so mad. <laughs> but and then and then Counter Strike after school, I would go to an internet cafe in a like. 15 of us would all be there. We'd play Counter Strike, Day Defeat, all of those games, Diablo 2, Thief 2, uh, you know, like you said, Perfect Dark, 20 Hops Pro Skater, all those games, all timers, bangers, things that, that are, that are, you just, not only nostalgia, but were just so good. So that, that for me is all
0: time. Definitely okay. 2000s. Killer year for me. I would way rather take Mass Effect Two, BioShock Two, God of War Three, Red Dead Redemption One, Starcraft Two, Starcraft Two is good, Fallout Vegas, good. Alan Wake, Heavy, Heavy Rain. Rain. I mean, the, it, yeah, the list goes on and on. I mean, they're great, great years. I'm gonna pick 2010, but I understand the 2000 argument. Perfectly valid. All right, moving on to our next question here. Let's see. Let's uh, let let's do a non-gaming question. Let's do... uh Okay, you know what? We got to knock this one out because we started arguing about this almost immediately. <laughs> it's going to be fun to talk about. I know we already answered one question from Jake, but we got we to hit another one here. In a fight where it was Paul and Josh versus Ryan, who would win? And this does require a little bit of context because, Ryan, you do have experience with professional fighting, I have seen videos of you fighting online. There are lots of pictures. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience here? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never fought anyone <laughs> ever. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> sure.
2: No, I did fight. Uh, I've I, I, uh, been training for quite a while. Um, I did have some fights. I fought for M1 Global, um, a lot of uh, local and Arizona fights for Rage in the Cage, um, I did fight charity events um, professionally, and in, in different, you know, they call them smokers when they're unsanctioned events. So, I, ha- I have been training martial arts, in jujitsu, kickboxing, American boxing, wrestling, all that stuff for for quite a while. Um, so, I am experienced to, yes. for a little context for for this argument, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what are your guys? What are your guys' answer to this?
1: Let me let me give you my history though. I took Ken po Karate for a year and a half. I won a trophy in a tournament. <laughs> in 1981. <Ooh. laughs> it was a long time ago. Just sweep the leg. Um, I swept the leg. <laughs> wrestling in high school. Nice. I, I had a friend that I did jujitsu with for one day, and then I threw up because it was really hard work. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's the best. Um, yeah. And, um, and then also, I have old man strength, so...
0: I also know you would start the fight by just screaming Hudokin and yeah. just hope that it terrifies Ryan
1: <laughs> or makes them start laughing. You can't block pocket sand, Ryan. This is true. Wait, no, we've already proved that. I'd have goggles. <laughs> oh, wait. <well. laughs> now, in all honesty for this question, Ryan would smoke either Paul or myself in a 1v1. Absolutely. No question. No, but no a one's 2v1 arguing that. One P- Ryan, what are you gonna do when Paul and I both come at you at the same time? If you shoot and take me down I would beat you both up. If, 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 if you, you what would shoot I- and take me down, then no. Paul's gonna jump on you and then he's gonna hold you down.
2: Paul can jump on me all he wants. It would it would it, okay. For for people who haven't had that extensive training, it it's you multiple people to a trained person is irrelevant. Obviously, it's a danger and it's something you have to be cognizant of. Your surroundings and who's coming where they are, but I wouldn't use the same techniques that I would use on one person that I would use on two. So it's not going to be, Oh, I'm just going to take you down and submit you. It's going to be, I'm going to take you down and you're going to be out. So it's, it's, there's a bunch of different ways, but I, I would. I would this is you know, if you know the one v one for your life, I would do the one v two for my life on this. Oh <laughs> yes. I don't know. hundred percent. Oh 100%. man. I don't know. No way I take say I'm an old a good man too, wrestler, now. man. I'm, I'm an a old good man good wrestler. That's good. Wrestling is the that's the number one thing I recommend for anyone. If you all want I gotta do is to learn anything you, is All wrestle. I gotta
1: do is tie you up, and then Paul just comes okay. in with the Randy Macho Man elbow, <laughs> the okay. Hulk Hogan leg drop. Come on.
2: Yeah, you you just say all I have to do is tie you up. How are you going to tie me up? You're just going to. That, you gonna say gonna it like it's so easy. You're I'm just going to bear me hug up. you, Ryan. This isn't WWE. Okay, Macho Man. Don't you slander <laughs> Macho Man? Don't you? Ooh, Don't you do yeah. it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. If this is some kind of like sanctioned fight in the ring, that goes more in Ryan's favor. If there's like a referee and we're wearing boxing gloves. If this is like street fight, no rules, and I can grab, I can grab a two by four and, and, or like I can throw rocks or pocket sand, like those are extra variables. I think it's very hard. One V two, as long as Josh and I don't take turns like in an action movie, running in one at a time, get kicked in the face and get knocked unconscious. If we both sandwich you at the same time, I don't know. I think dude. it's going to be tough. I'm not saying we're, we would win 100%, but you can't say you're going to win 1,000 out of 1,000 matches. That's, that's just not going to happen. I would win uh, I would win 90 out of 100.
2: Guarantee it. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. Right, Guaranteed. I, would, ball, wow. we're just, I would we're straight kick you Ryan. and break your sternum, <laughs> and then I would go after Josh. because
1: no, I would block
0: it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, oh
1: I know wax on, wax off. Come on, man. Oh I watched goodness. Karate Kid, dude. I watched oh all those gosh. movies.
0: You just got to hold the back button and you block.
2: I, I've had all my friends do this, too. They all talk to me about how they can fight me and beat me and this and that. And then, you know, they wait till I have a few drinks and they want to wrestle me. But I, it's I, it's hard to say without, like, bragging or trying to, like, come off as, like, super cocky. But I, I honestly, I'm telling you guys, I would just smash you guys. I would
0: <laughs> utterly destroy you. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't even be fair. This can't be tested, but I just know Josh no, I and can't I. be? Let's do it. I'm Josh in. and I would time it up, and I think we yeah. would just football tackle you. Like yeah. y- you, you would have to knock one of us out with your very first punch or kick. And if you do that, then you're going to win. And if you don't, I think we have a very good chance.
1: It's like Hans and Franz, man. We just bounce you between the two of us.
0: Josh is you know. smaller and agile. I'm yeah, bigger yeah. and slower. You get you you're gonna have to, to deal with both. Well, America's made for dreamers. You guys are there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so majority wins. Josh and I agree we have a very good chance. <laughs> that's, All right, wait, that's wait, wait. Let, let's test
1: Ryan's confidence. Ryan, what is the largest animal that you think you can take in a fight? Animal?
0: Um yeah. This is kind of bleeding into another question that was actually asked, but go, go ahead. <laughs> uh as far as animal goes, I
2: I please say, please say like g- bear. I was tell say, please please me say you, can, bear. you can no, you can I like couldn't I grizzly. couldn't take a bear. I couldn't even take a mountain lion. Kangaroo? You wanna uh, fight a kangaroo? kangaroos are t- tough, man. Dude, they,
1: you ever seen the shredded kangaroos? Those things are scary. Yeah, man. one
2: kick, one kick from a kangaroo will, will just blow up your spleen, man. It'll mess you
0: up. Like, it'll just blow up your insides. I've seen videos, though. You sock them in the face once, and sometimes they just look <laughs> yeah, they, dazed, Yeah, I did and see that one. Off. the guy was defending his dog.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that video,
2: dude. <laughs> That's so great.
0: <laughs> I bet I could beat a kangaroo. I, I, I think you'd have a good chance against a kangaroo. Kangaroo was the highest I was <laughs> going to say for What you. about a chimpanzee,
1: Ryan?
2: <laughs> oh, man, those suckers are strong. They'll rip your I arm off. I don't think so, yeah. He, he, they're just, they'll just grab <laughs> you once, and just rip you to I once
1: claimed that I could beat a chimp. And then everybody was like, dude, you're crazy. And then I was like, I was so confident. I was like, dude, I can take a chimp. And then they showed me a picture of a chimp. And I went, oh, I was thinking of a monkey, not a yeah, chimp, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, chimp would wreck me, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, I work, I work out a lot. I mean, I can, I can deadlift over 400 pounds. I can do all these things. But like they're, they're just a whole different level of strong. Yeah. It's yeah. it's something completely I mean, different. So yeah, they would just rip my limbs off, and then I'd just be
1: okay. A right, Ryan might be he's not over he's not overconfident.
0: That reminds <laughs> me in in PE, just like how overconfident like kids are in their sporting ability. I remember <laughs> yeah. our PE coach lining all of us up on the sideline and said, "How many of you can run faster than I can throw a football?" And every single kid in our class except me said yes. And I was like, you guys are idiots. This was in like second grade. And our coach said, all right, ready, set, go. And and he literally waited until everyone was like 90% of the way to the finish line. And then just chucked the football and it just goes right past all the kids. Yeah, And that was just so funny to me, just like the sheer confidence, which is like important. I love the confidence, but yeah at least ryan doesn't have you know completely crazy confidence there are people who legitimately think they can like take on grizzlies and it'll be no problem
1: yeah those people are dumb
2: <laughs> oh I, I i was i was saying a bear i didn't say grizzly bear i could kill a grizzly bear <laughs>
0: no yeah, i'm kidding just I'm not kidding. not 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 like black bears <laughs> yeah that's not black bears not poo bears <laughs> oh nice all right well coming back around to you ryan what are you gonna ask next um, let's do this cuz I know
2: uh me and you Paul spent a lot of time on this game. This is uh from Got Ryan VAC band, which is my little brother who did get me VAC band from cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Why has no game studio or production company ever been able to recreate the magic of WoW's combat?" And I'm going to also
1: extend that to just WoW in general. Okay, I do have a question because I've played WoW Is is this a sarcastic question? Because, like, WoW combat, not so great.
0: Yeah, we've covered this before. Joining WoW 10 years after release was not the same as experiencing vanilla WoW. Josh, just pretend we're talking about EverQuest, and and you can answer the exact same question. Take it back like it's EverQuest. (laughs) I I, I (laughs) will
1: say this. Uh, You know, all joking aside, I miss the days of having, like, 15 skills on a skill bar, where you could activate any one of them that you wanted, it, like, and and I I don't mean this towards like a generation, but gaming I feel like has gotten so dumbed down now. Oh like, yeah, right. Like Diablo Four, we just covered Diablo Four. It's a super fun game. I loved every second that I played Diablo. But one of my biggest like ah oh, moments with Diablo was the fact that you only get like. Four skills, other than your two basic skills, that you can put on your hotbar at any time. Like, buttons. why, yeah. dude? There's yeah. four kills. Hope it's not an, not too much. <laughs> I but like, give me the ten or twelve skills and let me decide which skill I want to use at that point. Oh, that messes up balancing. And it's like, well, then don't dumb your game down at that point. I want, I want, I want my
0: wow mods where I've got two action bars on the left and the right and four action bars in the middle. And I literally have 95 buttons that I can click at any <laughs> yes. moment. And like in wow, there was like, was cause I played a healer. Priest, and you would even have like flash heal rank one through nine. And there were times that you were more mana efficient by using down ranked skills. And so sometimes you would use like the lower ones or the higher ones. You actually had to think your way through the combat. I do think that's a huge part of it, Josh. I think the other reason is that for most people, it was either EverQuest or it was WoW that the technology was just there for the first time, especially with high speed internet. Where you had these massive multiplayer gatherings, where before that, yeah, you might play like a 4v4 arena game or even maybe Battlefield, which was a lot bigger. But having this completely built world with hundreds of players, I think it was just such a big step in technology that you felt it, and we just haven't had another jump quite like that since i think that's what it comes down to
2: that that to me is the biggest thing is that is that jump to where you know we played and and just trying to get to 60 and in in the combat throughout getting there it was just something that we had never done before it was something completely different uh so immersive uh you can have all your friends play with you and then you're all just helping each other and it it was just yeah it was just something we had never done
1: I I will say on the vein of MMOs, people have heard me mention Wildstar before, but I felt like Wildstar was one of my favorite MMO combat systems because they gave you the skill bar. It wasn't as many as WoW, but I mean, I, I feel like you had 10, 12 skills on your skill bar at any given moment. So, it, you know, you had that choice, but then it was much more action oriented to where the bosses would have these big telegraphs with like a little safe zone in it and they would change them all the time. Like maybe it was a rolling red bar with like two little safe spots where you had to like stand there or it was like a big circular AOE and you had to run and dodge out of it or something like that. Wildstar to me had the best MMO combat that I have played in an MMO. Wow's, I, I, I pick on Wow, but it was, I mean, I liked the fact that it was tactical. You had to know which skills to use and when. The only downside I had was I was very late to the game. And at that point, everybody was running DPS meters. And if you didn't click these three skills within you know 0.08 milliseconds of each other, then you were kicked (laughs) out of the group because your DPS sucked. And everyone had those on farm
0: status. There was no discovery like when you played it back in vanilla whereas a group you were learning fights i think that was a big part of it too there's just no community in gaming quite like that anymore because even the mmos that you can play and if you want to include diablo 4 in that you can there was no you're not meeting new people and raiding over the course of five years together where these people become close friends of yours so i don't know what's gonna bring that next big step i think vr Comes close to that where the first time you play some of these VR games, it feels incredible, like Half Life Alex. But until we get something, I've said this before, but until we can like plug into the matrix, I think that's going to be that next big step where it's like you actually are in it for real, as far as you can tell. I think that's the next time we're going to have a jump like when EverQuest and WoW dropped. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next
1: question. Your turn, Josh oh it's my turn all right here's an easy one um i don't know if you guys are big fans of this genre or not but what is your favorite roguelike game wait wait, wait. who who
0: asked that question
1: oh that is uh sam 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 <laughs> with sam a question mark. question mark <laughs> <laughs> i do love the name uh oh, sam great. question mark sam <laughs> uh, but yeah, wants to know favorite roguelike game. Now, I think I am much more of a fan of roguelikes than the both of you are. Um, I really enjoy the genre. Um, so, you know, I, I, for me, I would put Hades up there for sure. That's kind of the easy choice um, for a lot of people. Um, I do like games like Darkest Dungeon. I think that was a really fun game when I got into that one. Um, I was just chatting with a, a longtime listener, Morgal, uh, about Curse of the Dead Gods, which is kind of like a Hades clone. I just, I do like those games because they have to rely on their gameplay elements because otherwise they're not fun. If you have a roguelike with crappy gameplay, nobody's going to sit there and play 30 runs of this game. Um, and I do absolutely love progression. And that's the other thing that roguelikes do is if they don't have some sort of permanent progression, then most people aren't going to just sit there and slam their heads against the keyboard over and over running the exact same thing all the time. So um, I think Hades nailed it, you know, as far as like the game that most people would know about. Um, and if I was going to say, I think you should play this game to somebody that never has, that would probably be one of them
0: yeah i would I would say Hades is a great game. I did not play it nearly as much as you, Josh, but I did enjoy it. I do want to give a special shout out to Returnal, which was one of the first games we bought for our PS5. I think it's a fantastic game that is really under celebrated for what it is. i I don't know if it already came out on PC or if it's coming out later, but uh, I, I hope it that is more- out on PC. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, I just I hope, never
1: picked it up. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I hope more people have found it. Uh, Enter the Gungeon is also very good, but I would, I would throw my hat in the ring of Risk of Rain Two.
1: That's my second, dude. Yeah,
0: it, it may you have, have be... to have
1: friends though. I, I like Risk yeah. of Rain with friends is infinitely better than solo. Whereas you can play Hades. I mean, you can't play with friends on Hades. So it's it's that toss up of like if if you guys are hopping on, I'll play Risk of Rain Two over Hades ten out of ten times. At that point, but if it's like, hey, what's one game that I'm going to suggest to somebody, then it would be Hades at that point.
0: Yeah, like when people ask me what my favorite games are, I never think of Risk of Rain. But if we're just talking roguelikes, if I had two friends DM me and say, hey, we're hopping in Risk of Rain 2 tonight, are you in? I would say yes every time. Like, yeah. absolutely, and it's the fact that you can do it multiplayer. Hades is great, it's great one player. most roguelike games are one player, yeah, uh, but for me, I love the multiplayer aspect, and also shout out to Loop Hero, which is uh a very well performing game
1: for such a low budget, but that one's also very clever. Slay the spire, the other really big kind of juggernaut well-known roguelike game ryan, do you have you played any roguelikes?
2: Well, I, I'm I'm glad you asked that, because I'm sitting here looking, in and I pulled up. I'm like, oh, man, what rogue games are there? And I'm like, I, I don't think I've played any of these.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting genre, honestly. I, it was a long time before I got into it. And then once you get into it, it is it opens up like a whole new world of games, okay. basically.
2: Yeah, no, I... I- I mean, looking at these, I actually pulled up a big list. You know, while you guys were talking and uh, rambling on about all the roguelikes, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I haven't played any of these. But I mean, I'm definitely interested to check some out. But I have not got into this genre, so I'm gonna have to definitely take a look. So I don't have anything to add to that to that question, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Paul
1: suggests Risk of Rain, and I suggest uh, Hades, Ryan. So there you go. You got two Hades. Good suggestions. It is for me. It's right? Hades.
0: Hades, <laughs> job. Great. And specifically (laughs) Risk of Rain 2. Risk of Rain 1, very different. 2D side-scroller, basically, where Risk of Rain 2 is actually 3D, but those, those are some great games. All right, it's actually time for our break, so we'll be right back with more Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down.
2: After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same
0: jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Moving on to our next question here. All right. This one's kind of short and easy. I like this one. This one comes courtesy of Vinut, V-I-N-U-T. Not too sure how to pronounce it. Have you guys ever played any tactical shooters like Valorant or CSGO? If so, did you enjoy it? Now, I think we've all dabbled in tactical shooters, right? Like, What are some of the ones you guys have played the most?
1: uh csgo i played a heck of a lot of that we did have our valorant stage for a little while i would put rainbow six siege in there um and i mean i don't they're probably not tactical shooters but i mean back in the day quake and unreal tournament were those those were more that's more an arena arena shooter yeah yeah um yeah i definitely had my time with those i played a lot of csgo um like my issue is yes i love those games the like In all honesty, like my reflexes are not what they used to be. You (laughs) know what I mean? And so honestly, like I, this is a a terrible like confession, but like, I just generally can't compete in those games anymore. Like I still find them fun, except that I get wrecked over and over and over again at this point to where I just kind of go like, I don't think I'm having
2: fun anymore. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy how you you think, I mean, it's it's just moving a mouse like a little a little mouse and a little couple of keys on a keyboard and you can just get absolutely destroyed paul and i just ran into it the other day when we were playing and and we're like oh man we haven't played a shooter in a while <laughs> and yeah. we were just getting wrecked and you're you're trying to whip to the head you're trying to get for headshots and it's just it's not there it's not there anymore you're not you don't have that that same reflex that same flip the little you know the turns yeah. you know it's it's just not it, it's something you have to do over and over and over again, and it, and otherwise it goes away. And it's
0: crazy how fast it does go away. Oh, yeah. It's not like riding a bike. You have to like rebuild those muscles. Yeah. I remember getting pretty good at Counter-Strike back in the day. I went through a phase where that's basically all I played for a couple months and got pretty decent. I really enjoyed Valorant in the very beginning, but ultimately it just got too sweaty. For me... I've said this a million times. I like playing competitive team-based games online, but I prefer more of like the Overwatch type of, of game. When it comes down to just locking down corridors and corners and then just the first head click wins, to me, it, it's almost just too... Uh, it, it's just testing your reflex. It's not testing your mind so much or strategy. It, it, so to me, it just becomes too technical For for my personal taste, I like playing them. I just don't last in them very long
1: because I just I don't want to play it long enough to get good. Yeah, Yeah. it takes a lot of work. I like you know I'll go through spurts where I play a lot of Overwatch too, and it's funny because if I play consistently for a week or so, I start really getting a lot better at like at DPS and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm with you, Paul. I just I like the ones where there's more going on than just who can click fastest. Like Overwatch is a good example of that. There's tactics, there's teamwork, there's situational awareness, you know, that kind of stuff where I can lean into that stuff a lot more than ha, I click this pixel faster than you.
0: And you know what? Rainbow Six Siege does tactical shooting very well because whereas Valorant gives you like a magical ability, I do like Rainbow Six Siege being rooted in reality, where it's like, okay. There is strategy, right? Where are we going to fortify walls? And now using my class, how am I going to use my thermite? Or how am I going to use my false one-way mirror? And and you can also do things like hear people and then shoot through the drywall and try to hit them. So I do feel like there's clever ways to do combat in Rainbow Six Siege where it is very tactical, but there's enough around it that it still feels fun. Or if you want to go Blackbeard and just run around with your extra shield so you can take a shot. You know, there there's other ways to like play around it, and I really appreciate it. I think that's one of the better ones out there. Yeah. I mean, even when I back when I used to play uh Destiny
2: a ton, I'd go in and I I'd go through Crucible and I would wreck, I'd do really, really well and and we'd kick butt, and, you know, me and the my team. And then we go and play Trials of Osiris. And just get stomped. We get walked through, <laughs> swept through, and it's just like, oh, come on, you know. And and those, it's it's you're just like, how how are these people so much better than me at this game? But they are, <laughs> right? You know, they yeah. are, and so you just have to accept it. And it's, so it's 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 crazy. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you want to pick our next one? Um, let's see here. Ooh, let's do a uh, let's do a food one okay Ooh. from 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 ace uh let's do uh gordon ramsay or bobby flay <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is very easy for me but what 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 would you guys say i i mean i've watched a lot of kitchen nightmares yeah. uh i i i'll be honest i've never once in my life tasted anything by gordon ramsay or bobby flay okay but just being that i have seen a lot of gordon ramsay i'm going to go with him
0: what about you, Ryan?
2: <laughs> um, it's kind of hard. Bobby Flay's got some good stuff out there, but uh, knowing how how well uh, Gordon knows if something's raw. <laughs> then then I, i'd have to go with gordon Ramsay.
0: <laughs> i mean gordon's absolutely the better chef like it, it's yeah. kind of like how do you want to answer this i think bobby Flay's a lot of fun to watch he's got great shows i went oh, through absolutely. huge phases i loved his i don't remember what it was called like brunch with bobby was good obviously he's an iron chef you've got beat bobby flay i mean he's a huge tv presence I did eat at one of his restaurants. I don't know if it's still there, but it was called Mesa in Caesars uh, in in Las Vegas. Best pork loin I've ever had in my life. It was really, really good. <laughs> I have only eaten at one of Gordon's restaurants. It's called Burger. I think it's in Planet Hollywood in Vegas. Yeah, and it, it, is. it was it was actually one of the worst burgers I've ever had in my life. Oh no! It's got all the flames like right when you walk in. Yes, I know what it's what got all the about. flames yeah. outside. Yep. Yeah. And uh not only was it one of the worst meals we ever had, we had to wait so long to get inside that my friends had to pay for an extra day of dog sitting because they were set up at in like a pet hotel. So that meal ended up costing my friends like like $300 between the food and the dog sitting.
2: Oh my and goodness. And
0: at the exact same time the Cardinals were playing the Seahawks and the Cardinals got absolutely destroyed. And we are Arizona people. Cards are my team. So all around, it was a terrible meal. Uh, but I'm still going to say Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I, I like it. All right, Josh, your turn.
1: Oh, my back to me, huh? Okay. Um, let's go with, I actually like this question here. Oh, oh! here it is. This one comes in from Morgal, and it says, Which of your favorite video game franchises have gone astray, and how would you fix it? <laughs> and we
0: know exactly what Morgal's talking about. <laughs> yep. He's referencing Zelda. We know yeah, that for sure. Uh,
1: maybe. I mean, maybe there's, there's been some others in there and that was just a couple of days ago. So, I, and I think he asked this question before that. So he did. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm guessing um, that,
0: that Zelda's what inspired the question. How about maybe
1: that? that could be, uh, actually that's probably very true. Um, this is a good one, man, because you know, there's some really epic franchises out there. I mean, Mass Effect famously did not end very well with Andromeda. um, you know, there's there's some... This one might catch people off guard, um, but I'm going to say Assassin's Creed. Okay. Because for me, I played the first two Assassin's Creed games, and I thought they were absolutely legendary, phenomenal games. And then Ubisoft did what Ubisoft does and began to just regurgitate stuff with just more corn in it. You know? And so, like, it just... Got to be where it's like this is just getting gross now, and so we have covered Assassin's Creed Mirage, and we're very excited about that. So, what they're doing with Mirage is actually how I would fix the franchise, which is makes me very optimistic for it. But that's a franchise where I just I'm completely out on Assassin's Creed. I, I really hope that Mirage works because if it does, it'll draw me back. Okay,
0: I think that's completely fair. We know how the way Assassin's Creed went was almost like the opposite of what we would have liked. They kept trying to make it bigger and just larger maps and more to do. But I think we all felt like smaller, more contained games actually would have been more interesting. That being said, I did love black flag. I loved the naval combat, but other than that, the rest of Assassin's Creed didn't really go the way I would have liked, but it's, it's good to see that it seems like they're on the right path now. What What about you, Ryan? Do you have an answer for this one? Hopefully, because that trailer looked freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for that game.
2: So hopefully they're back on the right track. But, yeah. um, for me, um, also to be maybe, maybe a little controversial, Call of Duty, man. Like mm-hmm. back in the day. all the same? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, <laughs> which, Call, which Call of Duty, which yeah. of the last 10? Well, it's been the Call same of for Duty 10 years. Was so cool back in the day. It was, it was so good. You, you, you. Could get in and you could play these different game features and all this stuff, but then it just got it's one of those things where it just got so popular, so mainstream, I guess, and and everyone was on it and they just kept trying to outdo themselves. But it's just the same thing, it's almost like the, the NBA, NHL, uh, uh, NFL, you know, Madden games, everything is just the same, it's just re released. Oh, new skins, new this, new that. Oh, little feature here and there, but. Back in the day, playing was when they would re release it or when they would release a new one, it was something different. It was something cool. It was something new. So uh, to me, it's just, it's become just kind of a bland every time. Okay. You know, you just got to get it if you want to keep playing with everybody. Other than that, it's just the same game.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good answer. And, And Josh and I, Josh was not a huge Call of Duty guy, but even in the last few entries that we did both purchase, it was like, why did i drop new money on this i could just yeah, play the honestly, old one yeah yeah it's just a different backdrop I, I will say nothing though
2: will ever compare to to playing sticks and stones on the old i think it was uh black ops two or one i forget which one it is but i you know being the heel that i am i would run around with a hatchet because <laughs> the hatchet reset the people's score and all i did was run around and reset everybody's score and then (laughs) then it showed you yeah it showed you the number the whoever was uh on your map it would show you in gold who was uh leading who was in first place i would find them and i would hatchet them and reset them (laughs) and they would get so mad and i would get so many private messages but it was it was the it was my favorite part of life at that time so
0: (laughs) (laughs) very nice yeah uh, the first thing that came to mind funny that we're kind of going with these massive online shooter games Battlefield is the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Last couple entries, not good. I did not care for Battlefield 1. I did not care for 2042. I enjoyed Battlefield 4 a lot. I think you can very easily make an argument that it's the best Battlefield. Uh, I know a lot of people think that. I, I just don't know where they went wrong. I mean, obviously, the whole specialist system. And I know that 2042 has made a lot of changes and i have not touched it since release maybe it plays a lot better now but it just felt kind of like similar to assassin's creed just get back to your good roots just give us good guns that feel good that are well balanced give us fun maps with destructible environments some of the maps in 2042 i just didn't understand like why are we playing in a flat desert that yeah. just has a couple yeah. buildings here a couple buildings there like I don't want to play Battlefield that way. Like give me the good dense maps or, you know, make them smaller with only the small vehicles to, to mix with the ones with the jets and the tanks. I don't know why it's so difficult. It seems like as long as you have a good map that Battlefield plays so much better. And I just, I, I did not like the maps in 2042 at all. Yeah, I
2: was I was blown away. It, it, I, as someone who loved Battlefield, and I know we played a ton of 1942 and Battlefield Vietnam. Those are some of my great memories as a kid. Like it, this was just nothing like that. It had no feeling of Battlefield,
0: and I just yeah, it was it was not good. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next question here. This is one that we've talked about a little bit, but it's been a really long time. So most of our listeners probably haven't heard. This one comes in from Cable. What made you want to start slash join the podcast? And what is your favorite part of being involved in it? So Ryan's obviously a little bit newer. Josh, you and I have been here since the beginning. What what made us start this podcast?
1: Uh, Todd made us start it uh, as a friend, <laughs> but honestly, it, it, it really it really kind of birthed from the fact that we would play games together, and then we would all just kind of stick around in Discord and talk about games, or, hey, did you see this new game that's coming up? And we'd have these really just good conversations about it, and it was like... You know we love talking about this. Why don't we talk about this like to other people? And that was really kind of the original like idea of starting the podcast. And that's why we do the podcast the way we do. It's friends talking about video games. We're not a news agency. We're not like strictly a review, you know, channel or something like that. Um, so that's really how we got to start is just saying, look, we're already doing this. How about we just turn on a microphone and actually talk into that while we do it?
0: Yeah. There's also a healthy dose of the fact that we have friends and family who have made a lot of money podcasting <laughs> over yes. at the Fantasy Footballers. Andy is Josh's brother-in-law. He was the best man at my wedding. He became my best friend in sixth grade. Um Jason, Andy, and I played a lot of basketball in high school, and I played a lot of WoW with Mike and Andy. So also seeing that we had friends do it very successfully, there was a little bit of, you know what? That sounds like a lot of fun and maybe it can grow into just a little bit of a side hobby and make some side money. And I don't think you and I have ever been delusional to us thinking it's going to replace our full time jobs, but there was always a little bit of the, Hey, if this could become like a full time thing, that would really be the ideal oh, yeah. scenario. Uh, we're nowhere near that. This is very much a side hobby, but we really enjoy it. So that's yeah. kind of how we started. Uh, Ryan, what what made you want to join the podcast?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I was I was heavily recruited by quite mm-hmm. a bit of different video game <laughs> podcasters. You know, it's um, even
0: we put you through so many interviews. It was like seven interviews. There was a you know, there's a few
2: different interviews. Um, a lot of them I turned them down because they just didn't mm-hmm. meet my criteria. You know, on what I what I wanted to to you know. Uh, add my, you know, abilities to. So I just kind of... Uh, I went in the slums mainly mainly because I love you guys. Um, but <laughs> You took your talents <laughs> to the multiplayer t- gaming podcast. I took podcast. my talents to the multiplayer gaming <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> no, I I, I mean, I, I grew up playing games with Paul. And I love Josh. We're basically like the same person. Yeah. Minus my uh, martial arts ability. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just... I couldn't think of a better... Thing to do than just play video games and then talk about it with these you know, dinguses here. So uh, I I was super stoked to to hop on board. Um, amazed at the opportunity, and it's it's been so much fun since I since I joined up. What about the second part? What's your guys'
0: favorite part about being involved with the pod?
1: I will say for me, it's the community. To be honest, like I yeah. I have met so many awesome people simply because they found this podcast and they listened to it and they joined our discord server. And it's like, I, you know, if this podcast ever went away, which, you know, I I hope it doesn't, but if it did, these are people that I would literally stay in touch with or like invite to like our private gaming server to be like, I'm glad I met you. I want to continue to like know you. Um, And so that to me is really the coolest thing um, from the podcast that's probably a much better answer i i had a much more (laughs) shallow answer i was i was going to say
0: that it's being being quote forced to play so many games that i would never touch otherwise i have always been the kind of person to just buy like three games a year i'll play them for 500 hours and then get sick of it and then finally buy that next game um having the podcast where we do have the patreon support that does pay for our podcast expenses and it does pay for our games uh there's not very much beyond that but it does fund our gaming habit which i love so it gives me an opportunity to play a lot of games and especially a lot of games i would have never thought about dropping 20 30 70 dollars on now does it always pan out no we paid for Forspoken. We paid for Battlefield 2042, and they would not refund me because if you play a game 38 hours, they won't give you your money back. Uh, so it doesn't always work out, but I love the fact that we get to dabble in these other games and find some real gold mines. Yeah. Like we- Weird West, right? Small little indie title. I would have never even heard about it, but because of the podcast, I played it, realized this was one of my favorite games last year, and it's just this little goofy strange paranormal western game and you know you, you get to discover stuff like that because of the pod so that's that's really what i love what's your favorite part ryan
2: yeah i i'm with you on that one i i know i was just talking with my wife uh yesterday about that because she's like would you have bought this game if you weren't doing the podcast and she was talking about final fantasy you know and i'm 40 hours in and i said no I wouldn't have, but I'm having a lot of fun playing it. And then, you know, would I have got Humanity? Would I have got all these other games? No, I wouldn't have, but I would have been, you know, Diablo 4, and I just played that the rest of the year. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) all I would have done, you know? So, so, and I honestly, I probably wouldn't have even built this PC, so I probably would be a schleb playing it on the controller on the ps5 so (laughs) good
1: for you yeah we saved you you know actually to be (laughs) fair i probably
2: would have out of respect to diablo i probably would have built a pc just for that because that was the last time i built a computer but (laughs) um yeah it's just you 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 get to play so many different games and you get to to see so many different things you know within that and and so it's been uh it's been cool it's been cool to to see all the different stuff that I wouldn't normally look at, or even even open my eyes to. So, yeah, it's been neat to to play all these other options that I wouldn't I wouldn't touch.
0: All right. Well, I think we are back up to you, Ryan. Which going to hit us with next? Um, I'm going to hit you with. Uh, let's see.
2: I think it's Ed God. Ed. Yep. Ed, Ed, Ed God. God. Yeah. Ed God. Ed God. Uh, the best. Ed, oh, Ed God. The best. There we go. Um. What game have you played the most? Oh, okay. Yeah. Good so question. What, what, you got, what Good are you question. guys grinding out?
1: I mine are mine two are easy, but Paul, I I'm gonna guess yours is Wow. It has to be Wow. Right? Wow is
0: is yeah. the real answer. I remember if you did slash played. They would tell you your total time. Oh, and then yeah. once how you hit 24 days? hours, you get days. And then <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, it's real. You start doing the math and you're like, holy crap. I've spent how many thousands of hours in this game and how many thousands of dollars on monthly subscriptions? Yeah. It, it's got to be wow. That's probably number one. If you take that out of the mix, it's got to either be overwatch or PUBG. It's going to be something multiplayer where you're yeah. constantly getting on as much as I love the single player games. And I probably have 300 hours in red dead Two, That's nothing compared to what I've done in PUBG and overwatch. Those
1: have got to be somewhere around
0: a thousand. I would guess.
1: Jeez. Yeah. Mine, mine is EverQuest hands down. I, I legitimately had like a problem with that game. You know, it like I, it, it's just, I, I loved it. It, was the greatest game I'd ever even imagined at the time and but I mean I was playing that game for 6 hours a day literally every single day for like 3 years what um, a life <laughs> yeah right I mean dude I got some great memories from it honestly you know it's like I it's just crazy but then after that it, it's Rocket League for me and what's crazy is Rocket League has just built up over the years where it's like I've played for 10 minutes 30 minutes you know 10 minutes 30 minutes kind of thing but over I play it almost daily even to this day so it's just Jeez. totaled up uh, after a while.
2: Yeah. Uh, for mine, it's it's either got to be Skyrim or Destiny. Um, I was looking the other day just because I wanted to see what I was doing on Final Fantasy, and uh, I looked at my Destiny hours, and it was at 17.25. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. on Destiny 1. That's not including <laughs> Destiny 2. And I don't know if it carries over from PS4 to PS5. It may. Um, but I, I have a lot of hours in Destiny, so it's, it's probably what it was. Me and my friends, we would all, we'd get on, we'd raid Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever, and then we would do a bunch of, um, you know, different stuff throughout the week, you know, on the weeknights, we'd get on almost every night and play for hours. So that was, uh, before I had a couple kids and you
0: could just game all day, so. (laughs) those were were the days (laughs) (laughs) no more 18 hours gaming in one day (laughs) yeah i know right (laughs) even though we kind of came close playing arc just over the fourth of july weekend we played a lot of arc in a two-day stretch all right coming back to you josh well this is going to be the probably the last question maybe one more after this what you got
1: all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna make this a tough one then um this is from the end of time And the question is: You have to eliminate either Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, or PC gaming forever. Which do you pick? I thought you said it was going to be hard. This is easy for me. Nintendo. See, I have a feeling we have different answers on this one. Get out of here, Nintendo, Nintendo Nintendo for Ryan. Yeah,
0: get out of here. You're going to ditch Nintendo over Xbox? Yeah in a hard Okay, it's easily Xbox because everything on Xbox is on PC and I do PC gaming. So to me, if you took Xbox could not exist does not impact my gaming whatsoever. It's exactly what uh, I guess no, you want to pull that loophole I think you have to go That's with the history
1: the history of the console though as well. Including history? It's, yeah, like it's you're wiping Xbox. it out forever. Yeah, Xbox.
0: Easy. Mm-hmm. I was always a PlayStation guy. I always like PlayStation more than Xbox.
1: Yeah, what do you think my answer on this one is, Paul? You're
0: going to say Nintendo. But what about your whole childhood? You're going to lose all Nintendo. that. I'm Ooh, not saying PlayStation?
1: Nintendo. No, it's Xbox for me as well. And ah, I had okay. I had an Xbox. I I Nintendo, I don't think we would have gaming today if it wasn't for Nintendo, to be honest. And as much oh, as I'm kind of wouldn't. not in like the Nintendo zone, you know, right now, I respect the heck out of what Nintendo has done for gamers. And as much as like losing Halo and Gears of War and some of that other stuff goes, uh, Xbox They just haven't done the same thing, man. And there's games on PlayStation. There's better exclusives on PlayStation and stuff like that. This doesn't bring me joy by any means. But if I actually had to cut one of these out of history and for the like eternity, Xbox, I feel like would have the least impact.
0: Losing Halo really sucks because those are some of my favorite memories. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna trade all the hours of playing Mario Kart. And stuff like that. Like I would still take all of that over uh, losing Nintendo. So I would, I would much rather lose Xbox. See you, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and plus, Ryan already said recently he was more of a Sega Genesis guy than like a Super Nintendo guy. So yeah, heck yeah. It's I was on that
1: Sega Genesis train. I I took the wrong train, but I was on it.
0: <laughs> you're playing you're, some you're, double dragon system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh was just too early to Sega. You had to wait oh, for the Genesis. <laughs> All right, I guess we got time for one more question. I like this one a lot. This one comes in courtesy of Noodles. They ask, "What are some of your favorite games that you almost never hear anyone else talk about?" For example, a great childhood game of mine was called Metal Arms Glitch in the System. It was a super fun third-person shooter with a lot of great and innovative mechanics that I almost never see in games today, such as being able to assume direct control of almost any enemy in the game. So this almost kind of harkens back to, Josh, when you and I did a pod on, like, Forgotten Gems. Like, what's some of your favorite games that have kind of been lost over time?
1: I mean, peop- I, I, there's a reason that I bring these games up from time to time on this podcast, because it's a it's a huge dose of nostalgia for me. But then it's kind of like, you know, if you played these games, you know, but most people haven't played them. And for me, it was the old school like Sierra games when oh, we just nice. started getting graphics. We just started getting music. We just started getting like plots and stories and games and stuff like that. Um, and I was a huge fan of almost every game that Sierra put out. My favorite of the series was a series called Heroes Quest. Um, because it had combat and it had like mythical creatures in it. And I mean, it was the most mind blowing game that I had ever played. It was the first computer that we had. I mean, it was just, it hit that kind of right time in life too. Um, but yeah, for, for me, you could just say the Sierra games in general um and people that have played them understand but then if you mention them a lot of people are like i don't even know what that is <laughs> a little bit older <laughs> yeah
0: what about you ryan what you got for
2: this um to for me it's actually when i've played uh back in the day quite a bit with your wife um silicon valley on n64 going back to nintendo i don't even was, know what this is yeah i know and you don't, I don't know, know, know what, what it is. this is either. So, yeah. so you so okay so so look it up you were a little microchip and you would cruise through it. <laughs> it was almost like a biodome area that had all these different creatures throughout the area and you you would jump in them and you would take over them as as like the bean and you could go do and finish your objectives throughout the area. But it was it was such a cool game and premise, especially for the time, where we were blown away with it. You would you would okay, I need a a sheep for this and then i need you know a frog for that or you know whatever it was you would go through these different areas or a dog and you'd bring these other animals over and it was it was such a cool game it was something so different and so new and i and i haven't you know a lot a lot like we said with the wow you know we haven't we haven't seen something so revolutionary this was kind of like one of those weird things that was just it was so different and I haven't seen anything like it, but it stuck with me so much. And, you know, maybe it's not a good pick. I don't know. But it was it was so cool and it was so different that it's something that I always thought I'd love to go back and play, you know, one of those types of games.
0: Wow. Yeah, I've literally never heard of this game. And I'm looking at gameplay. Ask Nikki about it. Yeah, ask her about it. It's got a little bit of. I mean, I'm literally just watching seconds here, but yeah. it's got a little, a little banjo kazooie, a little Ocarina yeah. of time, a little Mario
1: sixty four. It all was right in that. It was right in that's that time, good. and that's. That's good DNA right there, man.
2: Yeah. No, it was it was right in that time, it was right in that era and it was it was so cool. You would just you would it was you'd walk around and there's a microchip and I'm like, "What the heck?" you know and you jump in and <laughs> you know, this is the 90s, so you know, it wasn't it wasn't like it is today. So, yeah, it was it was something that was pretty cool and and uh
0: especially different back then. All right. Well, for this one, I've got two answers, and uh, I'll send you guys some pictures of the cover in case you uh, don't remember the titles. Hunter the Reckoning was such a phenomenal four-player co-op game that we played so much on the GameCube. This was basically a game where you're just running around hunting, I believe it's vampires. I remember this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is a great game because there were four different characters you could play and they all had different weapons and they all kind of synergized together. So I remember there was like Judge. He had this like giant crossbow and I think he had like a, a, a sword with a cross at the end. And yeah, it was actually a pretty hard game. It, it's technically a hack and slash, but it was rather difficult as well. And I remember playing so much Hunter the Reckoning. Kind of imagine sort of a little gauntlet, but more difficult and more modern. Uh, Hunter the Reckoning was fantastic. And I'm also going to say Gladius. Gladius is more my answer because I've never run across anyone who played it. That one was made by LucasArts, and it was a four-player RPG. And I don't know how many games were made that are like this. It's literally turn-based combat, highly tactical, but you could do it with four people. But you played as gladiators. And when you were in the arena, you could like move around. And I remember it being the first game I played where if you had high ground, you had advantage and you were more likely to strike a crit. And the combat wasn't just as simple as pressing swing your sword. You would get little mini games where you'd have to time on a meter. And if you got it just right, you'd get a crit. So Gladius was one that was really interesting because Ryan, you, me, your other cousin Anthony, some of our other family members we would have to take turns playing so many games so being able to play something four player was always really key yeah. so gladius and hunter the reckoning both fit that bill for me
1: i have never heard of either one of these games so i think we yeah. nailed this question because
0: nobody's heard <laughs> of any it. Of and these that's games, crazy
1: because that's what that's how crazy it is is that i have
2: so many memories playing gladius like in the second paul said it and described it it took me you can back see it <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can see us running around, and each of one of us had a different character, and we had our different roles, and we would do that, and then, you know, we just played. And and it sucks that that's, that's what is so missing in these games nowadays. If it's not a AAA title, like, you know, it's it's hard to get people to play with you. It's hard to get these good games that are of quality. And back then, like, they put a lot of effort into that stuff. And so, like... That game, man, that, oh, man, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Paul, because that that <laughs> unlocks some memories, some core memories that I did not remember.
0: Nice. Yeah, you know, today, it's almost like there's just too many choices. It's the same yeah. with, like, streaming TV shows. Everyone yep. watches different stuff because there's 7 million options. And with indie studios, there's a ton of great games, but all of us are just playing different stuff. And sure, for three weeks, we're all playing Diablo 4, and then a couple people drop off, and all of a sudden, we're not playing it anymore. So it's almost like back in the day when you had less options, you were more likely to play the same stuff, and we don't have that anymore. Yeah. All right, well, one last question for you guys. Should we end this episode? (laughs) yes yes yeah i think it's time all right well this was so much fun we do want to say thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into this one as a reminder please remember to go check out our patreon page at multiplayer squad.com and make sure to return for our episodes that drop on mondays thursdays and saturdays and until next time happy
1: gaming see ya see ya everybody